Hello. So if you hear the sound of like some kind of vehicle, it's actually a tractor and there was a major like snowstorm last night. I mean, it wasn't blizzard or anything because I live in Ohio. I don't live in New York, but like, um, <laughs> anyway, we did get a bit of the white stuff. So my dad is, um, he finally got the tractor put back together. It was broken and he had to fix something. But anyway, um, actually what I wanted to talk about is this is kind of like a revisit of Evermore. And now I actually did do a recording of this, but I don't know that I'll end up using it because I still feel like I wasn't entirely cohesive in what I said. And honestly, I don't even remember what I said. Um... And this is more, I think I'll probably use this for a video, but what I think I'm going to do is try to translate this down into a blog post. Um, so it's kind of my own like editorial style. So anyway, um, kind of more what I want to talk about is like why folklore and evermore are so vastly different, but kind of the same. Um, and the different emotions and feelings that people attach to these CDs. Because, to be honest, like, there's a lot of heavy subject matter in Folklore and Evermore. And I enjoyed Folklore when it kind of came out. But honestly, I was kind of in a bad place at that time. So, I, it almost hurt to listen to it, if that makes any sense. And... I was just like crying. I was a mess like listening to folklore and I love it but it was one of those things where I had to listen to it when I was in the mood to listen to it but there were some songs especially like I know Mad Woman was one of my favorites. Um, I like let's see which one was one of my favorites. I think like My Tears Ricochet was a song that I didn't ever not like it, but it was one that, like, was a grower for me. And honestly, the whole album grew on me. Um, but anyway, I liked Invisible String, and I liked Hoax. And I feel like Hoax is one of those songs where, like, a lot of people maybe don't count it up there. Because it is a little bit slow. And... It's one of those songs where you're not really sure what it's about, but I think it doesn't matter what it's about. I mean, it sounds like whatever it was, was a bad time, to quote long story short. Um, but I think what she said about this one, it was kind of like everything and nothing. Like, sometimes she feels like when she's writing a song, it has to be about this one particular thing. And then that's all that the song is about. But sometimes you have to open yourself up to write a song that might have started out to be about this one thing. But then you realize that maybe this one person or this one situation didn't make you feel all this way but maybe it was a time in your life where things were just falling apart and it was like this one thing and this thing and this thing and this thing 
all culminated to make you feel a certain way or it reminded you of another time when you felt this way. And I feel like that's what a hoax is. And that's why it seems a little all over the place. But in a good way. Um, so that that song is interesting and I just think it's so pretty and haunting and the lakes is just beautiful like it took me a while to actually hear that song because I had to like find it and buy it but <laughs> anyway um so Evermore when I first listened to it I honestly didn't like it as much but now I actually like it more than folklore now there are some songs on Evermore that like I know they belong on the album but if I were to create my ideal version of a CD like Evermore I would probably take off Cowboy Like Me and um do like Dorothea I don't know what it is like I do not hate Dorothea and actually even Marjorie, like, I like that song, but I have to be in the mood to listen to it. So probably what I would do is I would remove Cowboy Like Me and Dorothea and probably replace those with, like, Mad Woman and, um, I don't know, like, Invisible String or something like that or hoax or something like that i almost feel like hoax is i mean it's not simple by any stretch but i almost feel like you would need some variety um or i don't know like i don't know what i would put down instead of it like i mean honestly I really like a lot of the songs on Folklore, and I really like a lot of the songs on Evermore, and I really don't feel like there are any songs I really have to skip, except I really just don't know what it is about Cowboy Like Me, but I don't like it, and it's funny because, like, um, what songs? Like, I feel like Nobody No Crime is not one of my favorite songs on the CD for, the, like, for the lyrical content. I do really like that song actually. But in terms. If I could just make a CD. A fun Taylor bops. Like that would definitely be on it. Um, but that would be one where I technically could. Move it to like another album. And be okay with it. Um, so. If I'm taking that one out and like replacing it with a song like Mad Woman and then I could still add hoax and um what else I don't know like August it, it's really hard because like the albums are just so good <laughs> like there's really not a bad song on either one of them. But, like, I know... Well, I know, like, Willow and Cardigan may not be the best songs on Folklore and Evermore, but I realize I transposed the two. You know which CDs they're on. Um, I think the thing 
if I'm really going to pin it down, I don't think those are the best songs on the album, but they're some of the most catchy songs. Um, and then I guess, psychologically speaking, I think why probably I didn't like Evermore as much at first, but as time wore on and I listened to it more, I began to crave listening to Evermore in a way I didn't really do that with folklore. I think it's because everything seems a little more resolved in Evermore and I love conflict resolution and there when I saw the song Closure I don't know why it is kind of a weird song but honestly I can't not like it because it's the most experimental song it's a very weird, like, it starts out with this, like, industrial sound. It's like, okay, Taylor, what you doing? Um, and then it goes into the soft piano and there's, like, distortion. And I think there's a psychological reason for that. <laughs> and I think if you wanted to compare it to a song, even though it doesn't sound anything like that, I would say Out of the Woods. Now, these are completely different songs, but Out of the Woods, on first listen, I didn't love it because it was very repetitive. However, as time wore on, I was like, you know what? I really like this song. This is a bop. And I was like, why do I like this? Because it's so much repetition. I, and I liked the rest of the song, but somehow the more I listened to it, I liked it more. And then I realized why it put me on edge the first few times I heard it. It's because the song is meant to stress you out. <laughs> because, like, if you, if you watch her Grammy Museum performance, you should, by the way, it's really good. One of her songs she does is Out of the Woods. And... Um, she does a softer piano version, and she really says, the main feeling I felt in the relationship was anxiety. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's why this song is the way it is. It's supposed to be stressful. And then there's so much going on in the music video, where seeing the music video and seeing that um, Grammy performance that changed my mind on the song. That's what flipped the switch. And as soon as I realized that the reason why I felt that way, why I didn't like it and then I did, is because once I pinned down that it was supposed to cause me anxiety because that was the feeling she felt in the relationship, I was like, Okay, she's done her job. And I think closure is kind of the same way. Now let me explain. Um, so closure is a song that starts out, It's been a long time, seeing the shape of your name just spells out pain. And then, um, it wasn't right how it all went down. Looks like you know that now. Um... And basically, I don't know if it's talking about a breakup or a friendship or what. It doesn't really matter. But whatever it is, this person did her dirty. Maybe not her in particular, but 
whoever is narrating this song. Um, it's like, you, it's been a long time since whatever happened happened and you, you did me wrong and now you're writing me a letter and trying to absolve yourself of guilt and you're, you want to stay friends with me and whatever and you're apologizing and all this stuff but I don't need your closure like it's very specific if you look at the lyric video your closure your closure she's not saying I don't need closure she's saying I don't need your closure so like stop breaking in you're actually making me uncomfortable and you're making you're dredging all these feelings up just because you feel guilty and maybe you deserve to feel guilty like you just shouldn't treat people like that um and I think that's kind of the point of the song and one of the reasons for like a lot of the weird industrial things and why it's going in and out between that and the piano I think a lot of that's just because that's how it feels when somebody keeps, you're trying to forget this person, you're trying to move past the anger, the hurt, the frustration, like everything, you're trying to move past it, but like they will not let you, and, and I think, I maybe realized this before, but I was able to kind of put it more into words and process it a little better when I know it's all gonna come back to this show that like nobody's ever heard of but um that show hotel that I watch um Christine and Peter love each other but they, she knows that she loves him. And I think maybe subconsciously his heart knows that he loves Christine, but his brain hasn't figured it out yet. He knows she's special. He, know he, has a, he knows he has affection for her. He knows that he, he relies on her, but he has like, shut himself off from the realization that he is actually in love with her and it's not a he doesn't want it to be a fling it's not it's not something that's going to go away it's not transient it's something that is is here to stay it's not going to dissolve um and i guess i could bring that back to jackson and molly and i wish you were mine they, he refused to realize that he was in love with her because he had this, you know, view of the world that it was like that lie the character believes where he thought that, like, true love doesn't exist. And that closed him off from realizing that what he wanted had changed and that he was actually in love with her. And I think when I was watching Hotel, 
it was kind of like Christine finally couldn't take it anymore because she had put herself out there enough to say, look, I like you and I sense that you like me too. And I don't think this is a new thing, but it's like, at times I think something's going to happen with us and then it never does. And then we finally talk about it and you say you have feelings for me. And I turned down a guy's proposal because I thought we were going somewhere. And then it's just like we're stalling and I don't know what's going on. And you won't just tell me what you feel. I feel like outside of work, I don't know you at all. <laughs> and so she kept wanting him to fight for her and kept wanting him to like tell her that he loved her. And he never did. Um, for the, for the longest time. So she was all ready to walk out of his life and try to get over him. But <laughs> since they work together, it's really hard. So everyone, since everyone knows he has a crush on her, and, or if they actually all know that the two of them are in love, <laughs> we're in love, we're in love, we don't care who knows it. Um, they were all trying to push him to say what he means, but, like, he didn't, he would, like, go there to say it, and then he didn't, and then he would, like, go there to say it, and then he didn't, and then finally, he did say it, and it was like, well, finally, <laughs> but, okay, and I realize I just went on a giant tangent, but all of that helped me to realize why I like closure so much, like, the song, um, I have a lot of people that, okay, well, actually, I can also relate it to another situation in my life, and I think folklore and Evermore, especially Evermore, um, oh, this song, <laughs> and it, of course, it came around the time I was writing some sort of, like, memoir-related thing about 2013, I did that sometime around Christmas, and... I wrote about that year and how awful it was. One of the reasons why it was awful was because I had a friend group and we were really, really close. And it was kind of a hodgepodge of people. Like, it was me and my sister, so we're related. Um, and we're also just about four years apart. Our birth, Her birthday is three weeks before mine. Um, and then... Let's see. So, there was us, and we had a friend that went to the same church as us, and he's a year older than my sister. So then he's three years younger than I am. Um, and then there was my best friend, and we'd been friends since the fourth grade. And I think it was like sometime later that year, she met my sister and as the years went on they became friends and then I was also like me and Jessica were both friends with the person we went to church with and so now eventually my best friend kind of got put into that mix and then she became friends with him not as good friends as like the rest of us were but like it, there was at least some kind of bond there and then over the years, she met another girl who was her best friend for a while. Um, and then she, like, she met me, and she met Megan, and she met 
the other guy who she ended up marrying years later which sounds cool but it was actually not great for the friend group um but anyway, I've shared this story before, I'm not going to get into it, but essentially, in 2013, the reason why I relate to closure so much is because we were at this place where basically it was over, but we were still, if you're relating it back to uh, the Christine and Peter thing, <laughs> that's in the section where like they've discussed their feelings, and he hasn't acted on them but like the two of them are still working in the office together and it's really awkward and they're biting each other's heads off that's kind of the stage that we were at and so they were still friends with me but since they like the the whole thing involved my sister then it was a whole level of awkward and I didn't want to break up with them as friends because they they really didn't do anything to me per se but they hurt my sister and I also knew that she'd probably hurt them too I know she hurt them but like she's my sister um, and I'm not saying like they were 100% wrong and she was right what I'm saying is that it was complicated for me because I was like, I think you're both right and you're both wrong. And I don't know why you guys just can't agree to disagree or talk things over like human beings who are adults. Like, I don't see why that's hard <laughs> because I'm the peacemaker and I find it, I just find people's problems petty most of the time. Like, why are you fighting about this and losing sleep over it? Why don't you just, you know, have a day where you fight it out and then, like, you talk about all your feelings and get it out, or you talk to somebody like a counselor or, like, I don't know. There are things that you can do. Stop involving me in your drama. <laughs> this is not my fault you guys are fighting. But anyway. When it came to, like, the end of 2013, the relationship was basically over. But I was still trying to be friends with them. Eventually, though, it was, like, 2015. It was basically over. But I finally was like, you know what? They're engaged. They invited me to their wedding. I'm going to go to their wedding. I'm not going to completely shut them out, but I'm going to keep my distance because I can't do this anymore. But like, then they kept trying, for a while it was like they were trying to be friends with me like we were before. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I'm like, this sounds mean, but ultimately I can't. I just can't deal with this. It puts a lot of pressure on my relationship with my sister. It makes... I feel kind of weird being around you guys now. And I'm not angry. And I'm not, like, depressed. But I just feel like what we have has ended. <laughs> and uh, for a while it was really hard. Because it was like... 
I kept seeing them everywhere and every time I would see them it was like a little pinprick to my heart it wasn't a knife it was just like <laughs> it was just like a little pinprick in my heart but like then it would even be it was it could even be the same time that I saw them but like every time I would notice them it would hurt and then I was like, you know what, why am I doing this to myself? And so I kind of just cut myself off from it. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why, even though Closure is a very weird song, why I actually do relate to it and like it. And I feel like the whole album of Evermore is kind of that way for me. And some of the, even though the lyrics on Folklore are really devastating... I think it's a little more traditional than maybe we thought it was. And I also feel like a lot of the situations in Evermore feel like they're more resolved. Um, or there's some maturity that is past. And I feel like it deals with more mature topics. And since I'm older, I feel like I relate to it more. Um, and I've also been trying to work on my mental health in the past, like, month and a half-ish. Pretty much, like, after Christmas, I always get depressed. Um, not, like, clinically depressed, but I go through, like, seasonal affective disorder and I get sad that the holidays are over. And also the stress the lack of sleep, the the rapid changes in weather, the the emotions that are connected with the holidays. Like parts of them stay around, parts of them vanish and whatever. So I feel like the holidays are always very diff they they're very difficult. And so I kind of try to work on self-care. And I was trying to get more sleep and drink more fluids and do things that make me happy, like practicing piano and taking classes on Skillshare and um, trying to work on things when I feel like working on them. Trying to get myself to a place where I felt good again. And actually for the most part it's worked I have days where I feel better than others and tend I tend to feel better on the days when I'm doing what I love um and the days when I'm not mired in other people's drama um I really hate that <laughs> um but anyway like I I think probably the my favorite song is the one I don't want to like because it hurts whenever I listen to it. But to be honest, like, I think my favorite song is Tolerate It off of Evermore because it's so sad. And I, as someone who's often felt like people don't appreciate me, oh, that song is like a knife to the heart. That's a knife, not just a pinprick. Um, but then you have I feel like Right Where You Left Me is one of those ones where it kind of, I didn't like it as much at first, 
but then it just kind of got in me after I listened to it a few times. I'm like, oh, jeepers. <laughs> That's intense. Um, and it doesn't sound like it is because it's like friends break up, friends get married, strangers get bored, and strangers get buried. Trends change, rumors fly through new skies, but I'm right where you left me. That doesn't sound overly depressing, but when you get into the song a little bit, you're like, help, I'm still at the restaurant, um, still sitting in the corner I hot, um, cross-legged in the dim light, everybody moved on, and it's like, oh, <laughs> uh, that's what's going on here, um, it's because it's talking about being trapped in a moment like technically time has moved on but you're still frozen in that moment you just can't get over it and sometimes certain events are like that if it's a really bad breakup if it is like a relative dying if it's like failing a really big test and I don't mean just like a test in school I mean like your no your law exam like to get into law school or failing your like medical exam or something like that like a very serious job oriented test um or if you don't get that scholarship that you really really needed or you know just any of those situations that are very hardcore a lot of people tend to get frozen in those moments and I kind of feel like especially because she said I'm help I'm still at the restaurant it reminded me of this moment that I only kind of remember because I've kind of blocked it out for obvious reasons because it's just painful and the thing is it had nothing to do with me but I had this conversation with somebody and essentially I learned in that moment that they didn't care like I was caring more than I should like I was putting all this effort and energy and care into something where one of the people in the relationship wasn't even trying at all. Like, didn't care to try. Didn't want to move past the one event and get over it. Like, they weren't going to try and they didn't feel bad about it. And I was just like, why am I wasting my time and effort on you then? And <laughs> so that was the moment I kind of started to shut down. And, I mean, I think, for the most part, I did get over it, but I think once time has gone on, you realize how much a moment shaped you, and that's kind of where I d discovered this more devil-may-care. Um, I don't want to burn bridges, but there's some times where I need to raise that drawbridge, and... You know, never lower it. <laughs> well, and actually, it's really funny because in hotel, um, I think Billy was talking to Christine, and Billy was like, "You know, 
burned bridges can be rebuilt. And then she said, but it has to be built from both sides. And that's true. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> bridges burn and lessons learned, but I'm right where you left me. Um, and then there's, oh, there's that, there's the next one, it's time to go. And I feel like, I feel parts of that in my soul, because it's like, um, you know when it's time to go. And that, I feel like right where you left me and, uh, it's time to go really are, like, combined together with, like, tolerate it are, like, so devastating. And the thing is, those two songs, the bonus tracks, are very, they sound a lot brighter, but, like, they're not happy songs, um, because it's, like, that old familiar body ache that's those snaps from the same little breaks in your soul you know when it's time to go um and it's just like oh gosh taylor <laughs> i think that's even what i said when i was listening to it i was like oh my gosh taylor you're ripping my heart out and like throwing it on the wall and then painting something with it with all the blood. And I'm like, thanks. That's the imagery I needed. Oh. But yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why Evermore just kind of gets me. But I, I admit, like, I didn't like it as much as Folklore when I was listening to it. But actually, after I listened to it the first time... Once I got past, like, the fourth or fifth song, I was kind of like, oh, I see where she's going with this. And then I was, like, okay with it. And it was the same thing with Folklore. So I think Folklore and Evermore are two albums that you need to listen to the very end and then listen to it again. Because I just feel like sometimes you're, you don't know what's going to happen, so you don't know what to look out for. And, I mean, that's part of the experience, but I kind of feel like sometimes they need to sit a little more. And there are some times where I would just listen to one of the songs, and then I would listen to the next song, and then the next song. And I would just kind of sit there and pause, because I'm like, ooh, this is a lot. <laughs> this is heavy. And Tolerate It was one of those ones where I actually had to, like, stop after that song, because I was like, that was intense. I'm feeling a lot of emotions, and I can't handle this right now. Um, so anyway, I don't know if I really said what I wanted to say, but I think essentially I did, so yay me, I suppose. <laughs> I'll see you later.